Hey everyone, uh, before we get started, I'm putting the spoiler warning up front here. I know this episode is almost two years old, but I know the one person who listens to this podcast hasn't seen Picard yet, and while he's given his blessing for me to spoil it, I'm keeping in mind any other listeners who might not have seen Picard yet. So, massive, massive spoiler warnings for the first season finale of Star Trek Picard. This is 30 Day Trek. I'm your host, O'Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering the first season finale of Star Trek Picard, Et in Arcadia Ego Part 2, which, for those who are wondering, is Latin for Even in Arcadia, There Am I, with Arcadia being Utopia and I being Death, which is appropriate given that this is the one where, after finding Capellius, Soji's homeworld, and taken prisoner by the synthetic beings, Picard and the crew of the La Serena must break Picard out, stop a fleet of Romulan ships heading to the planet to wipe these synthetic beings out and keep the synths from activating a beacon that would open a portal for an advanced mechanical race that would wipe out all organic life in the quadrant. This is where the whole season wraps up, and there is a crap ton of plot that I don't necessarily feel like covering, so I'm just going to skip to why I love this episode, where after Picard saves the day, the brain abnormality that was set up at the beginning of the season goes off in his head and Jean-Luc Picard dies. But then he finds himself in the study of a chateau in France, and he is visited by an old friend. This is another fairly lengthy clip, but I feel it's worth it to play it in its entirety. Another damn dream. No, Captain. It is a massively complex quantum simulation. I would imagine, however, from your point of view, hearing me say so would not be out of place in a dream you might have about me. If you ever have dreams about me. I dream about you all the time. Interesting. Are you wearing the clothes you had on when you died? Data, am I dead? Yes, Captain. Do you remember dying? I think I do. Something in my head seemed to just go away. Like a child's sandcastle collapsing. 
I'm aware that I was killed in 2379, but I have no memory of my death. My consciousness exists in a massively complex quantum reconstruction made from a copy of the memories I downloaded into B4 just before I died. You don't remember your death? I can't forget it. Apparently, I ended my existence in the hope of prolonging yours. That's right. Before I had even grasped the nature of our predicament, you had conceived and executed it. I was furious. My apologies, Captain. But I'm not certain I could have done otherwise. True. That might have been the most data thing you ever did. I've always wished that I could have said I was sorry that it was you and not me. Captain, do you regret sacrificing your life for Soji and her people? Not for an instant. Then why would you imagine I regret sacrificing mine for yours? Huh. Did you say all this was a simulation? Yes, sir. An extremely sophisticated one. My memory engrams were extracted from a single neuron salvaged by Bruce Maddox. And then my consciousness was reconstructed by my brother, Dr. Alton Sung. I don't much care for him. Mm. The Sungs can be, I believe the phrase is, an acquired taste. <laughs> well, whatever this is, it's wonderful to see you, Data. To see your strange, beautiful face. Among the many, many things that I regretted after your death was that I never told you that you loved me. Knowing that you loved me forms a small but statistically significant part of my memories. I hope that brings you some comfort, sir. It does. Thank you, Data. Which is why I would like to ask you to do me a favor. Of course, anything. When you leave... Leave? I'm sorry, I, I don't understand. I thought this was a simulation. Yes, sir. But you are not. Before your brain functions ceased, Dr. Sung and Gerardi, with help from Soji, were able to scan, map, and transfer a complete neural image of your brain substrates. Do I have to go? Yes, Captain. You wanted me to do you a favor? Yes, sir. When you leave, I would be profoundly grateful if you terminated my consciousness. You want to die? Not exactly, sir. I want to live, however briefly, knowing that my life is finite. Mortality gives meaning to human life, Captain. Peace, love, friendship, these are precious because we know they cannot endure.
butterfly that lives forever. It's really not a butterfly at all. Very well. I will do what you ask. Thank you, sir. Goodbye, Commander. Goodbye, Captain. Star Trek Nemesis is a terrible movie. Coming four years after the bland and boring insurrection, and eight years after the All Good Things series finale, the Next Generation cast had been playing these characters for 15 years, and it shows on screen that everyone involved was done with the franchise. The plot was them trying to do Wrath of Khan, which was redundant seeing as how they already did their Wrath of Khan, which was called Star Trek First Contact. The dune buggy scene is Patrick Stewart's most naked and embarrassing attempt at rebranding himself as an action hero. B4 is just a lazy retread of lore, and Troy once again gets mentally assaulted and violated. And the film's haphazard attempt to recreate Rathacon was the most apparent when they killed off Data in an attempt to recreate the emotional impact of the death and funeral of Spock. It was such a blatant and insulting case of pandering to the fans and the audience that what was supposed to be the final chapter of this era of Star Trek left an incredibly bad taste in all our mouths. If The Undiscovered Country ended on a high note with Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, Uhura, Sulu, and Chekhov becoming legendary, then Nemesis ended with a shart as everyone was exiting the stage. So when it was announced that Patrick Stewart was coming back to the Star Trek franchise, I along with everyone else was excited that we are finally returning to the Prime Universe 20 years later in a post-Dominion War, post-Romulan Empire Federation. And while we still haven't seen any follow-up from the former, the latter we got with this series. This was the franchise's opportunity to not bookend the TNG era with shit. And while I was expecting some cameos from the TNG cast and for Brent Spiner to come back, I figured we'd only see him play anyone but Data. So when that scene started to play, my Trekker heart jumped for joy. It's the scene I didn't know I wanted, but finally got. It's not only the culmination of the season's plot and for Picard's arc of dealing with his mortality and regrets, but also the culmination of Data's quest to understand and experience being human. And what is more human than dying? And the fact that his death is now on his own terms and given to him by the man he admired the most makes his death scene as he listens to Blue Skies, arranged by one of my favorite composers working in TV today, Jeff Russo, and sung hauntingly by Soji's actor Issa Bryanis, all the more beautiful. Say what you will about Picard the series, but it gave a beloved character the ending he deserved. So for that alone, Picard the series was a win for me. And that's it for Star Trek Picard. Join me tomorrow when we get animated with my favorite of the new Trek series, Star Trek Lower Decks. Live long and prosper, and also live well.